Assalamu alaikum dear listeners and welcome to CIC's podcast channel. In this series, Sheikh Akram will explore the profound teachings of Imam Nawawi, one of the most revered Islamic scholars of our time. His collection of 40 hadith encompasses a treasure trove of guidance and timeless wisdom. So get ready to be inspired and motivated. Al-Hadith al-Khamisa Ashar An-Abi Hurayta dhullahu ta'ala anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqal man kana yu'minu billahi wa jawmi al-akhir fal yakul khayran awil yasmut ومن كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليكرم جاره ومن كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليكرم ضيفه This again hadith of Sahih Bukhari Muslim and really very important actually many many important things here and if people follow it properly the society will become so peaceful and so pure The Prophet said anybody who believes in Allah and the last day they should say good word or become quiet silent you know that thing all the time really whenever you say word is it going to benefit anybody in this world or in the hereafter? If it does not benefit, then be quiet. But we people very often say those words which are going to hurt the people. We really cause harm to the people. We are hurting the people. And the Prophet said, you only are allowed to say something if it is good for you in this world or in the hereafter. If it is not, then be quiet. So the first condition of the believer is that whenever they speak, first thing way, singularly, that is it going to benefit me in this world or in the hereafter, then say, otherwise, be quiet. And second thing is, whoever believes in Allah in the last day, they should respect his, their neighbor. And let's see, do we respect our neighbor? Who is, who is the most, more important, most important neighbor for you? Your wife. She lives next to you. She sleeps on the bed with you. And then you don't care of her, don't, don't look of her, don't think about her. You know, this basically the Prophet said, anybody who believes in the last day, they must respect their neighbor. People don't respect their wives, and wives don't respect their husbands, and people don't respect their children, and people don't respect their, you know, their, you know, their relatives, and people don't respect people who are around them and harming them. It is very, very bad. Anybody who, anything that affects your, your neighbor and people living around you, it is not allowed. It is something the Prophet did not like in so many hadith, and I will, inshallah, quote some other people. And those who believe in Allah on last day, they must respect their guest. When the guest comes, you should know that he has been sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never take your visitor, your guest as the burden upon you. Difficulty will come. That is test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The life is full of the test. It could be come happen that guests come to your house and you don't have anything to offer to him. But still you have to receive him properly. Welcome him properly. You can borrow for, for him something. But you never consider him as a burden. It must be there. And I really like this, uh, this way of the Sufis. What the Sufis used to do, many of the Sufis, that whenever guests used to come to their house, if they have anything to offer, so then they used to offer very quickly. If they don't have anything to offer, what they used to do? They used to take a container full of the water and go around the person, showing that we don't have anything other than this water. We can, they cannot say with their, with their tongue, but that makes very clear that nothing is there from, the, you know, from this house. You know, they never take them burden. You know, respect your, your, your guest. And the Quran actually, is, you know, emphasizes all this point very clearly. As far as saying the right thing and being quiet, Quran says, Say firm word. Say whatever you mean properly. And actually, the ulama say, you know, sometimes people say something and I feel hurt. And when you say that I felt hurt, they say, but I did not mean that. I did not mean you to, I did not mean to hurt you. The ulama say it is not, it's not enough. You should mean not to hurt. You should make effort not to say anything which can hurt anybody. You cannot say that, you know, I did not mean to hurt you and now you become hurt. It means the other person is stupid. You know, he has become hurt for no reason. You basically did a mistake. 
before saying something, you should think properly. Is it going to hurt anybody? So never, never say any word which can hurt anybody. And that's why the ulama say, whenever you say any word, stop for a while. Next to that word or next to that sentence, there is another word or another sentence which is softer than that and does the same thing. You know, why are you using something which is more rough, which is going to hurt the people? Or always beside every word and beside every sentence, there is another word, another sentence which is softer and better and does the same, same job. So people should think really whenever they speak. And the Quran said, Whenever people say any word, in next to that person there is an angel who is a raqib, observer, he observes properly and very, very ready all the time, you know, looking properly that what he said and they write down. So these things actually are very important. People should, when they speak, they speak thinking properly and not to say anything can harm, hurt anybody, hurt anybody and harm anybody. And whenever you are with your neighbor, respect them. And also when the guests come, you must respect the people. Ibrahim Naqai Rahimullah said, Yahalekun Nasu fi Fuduril Mal wal Kalam. Ibrahim Naqai said, people will be destroyed in two things. Unnecessary wealth or unnecessary speech. If people have got unnecessary money, they don't need their money. That money is going to destroy them. If people have unnecessary speech, which they don't need, it is going to destroy them. Umar said, Man kathura kalamuhu, kathura sakatuhu, waman kathura sakatuhu, kathrat dunubuhu, waman kathrat dunubuhu, kanatin naru awlabihi. Whoever you know, speaks plenty of words, then this person will have more slips, he will do more mistakes, and those who do more mistakes, they will have more sins, and those who have more sins, then they deserve to be in the fire of hell. You see how actually speaking too much can take people to the fire of hell. And now you shaitan, you know, know the whole debate. Now shaitan makes one invention after the other invention. Just make people to speak. And you can think really that since the people have got phones and mobile phones, do you think it is, it is going to benefit them? Most of the time when the people talk on the mobile phone, they talk about those things really which they don't need. And every single word that you say, you are going to be questioned in the day of judgment. Every single word that you say. Whenever people use the mobile phone, and sometimes people have got, you know, certain minutes free. In every month, they have certain minutes free, and they want to use them. You don't realize, actually, you're wasting your time and time of somebody else. Abu who can be more pious than him? And after all the messengers and prophets, he is the best person on the face of the earth. Nobody has been equal to him, similar to him. He used to hold his tongue and he used to say, this is the thing which made me to, to commit all problems. All my problems are coming from, from this tongue. Who can be saving his, his tongue more than him? But you see, he accuses himself. Ibn Mas'ud said, Wallahi alladhi la ilaha illahu ma ala al-ardi ahaqq bitool al-sin min al-lisan. Abdullah Masood Allah says, by Allah, and there is no God other than him, there is no one who deserves to be put in the prison for longer period than the tongue. Not nobody, no one deserves to be in prison, to be arrested or put in the prison more than the tongue. Because you see how much, how much mistakes it does. All the wise people have agreed that the head of the wisdom is to be quiet. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, one day he gave a speech. 
Salmon, nice speech. Farakad Naso. People, you know, felt really, you know, something in the heart and they were moving speech. Everybody started crying, crying. But Umar Khattar, Umar ibn Abdulaziz, before completing the speech, he stopped it halfway. فَقِيلَ لَهُ لَوْ أَتْمَمْتَ كَلَامَكَ رَجَوْنَ أَنْ يَرْفَعُ اللَّهُ بِهِ If you could complete your word, your speech, we can benefit from that. فَقَالَ عُمَرْ إِنَّ الْقَوْلَ فِتْنَةٌ وَالْفِعْلُ أَوْلَى بِالْمُؤْمِنِ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ Saying and speaking is fitna. It makes people fitna and action for believers is better than speaking. Do things that are better than saying things. And about the neighbors, you know, people always have been, there are so many hadiths from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, about the neighbors, but I'll just explain some of the hadiths and you can see really that how uh, in Sahih Bukhari, it is from Aisha Allah she said, I ask Allah the Messenger, Inna li jaraini fa ila ayyahima uhudi. You know, Aisha said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I've got two neighbors, one on the right side, one on, you know, and one on the other side. And sometimes I have to give gift, but that's not enough for, for both of them. I only can give to one of them. So who should I give? The Prophet said, The one who is nearer to you, uh, you know, from the door side. You see, not from the wall side, from the door side, whose door is near to your door. You have to prefer that person, not your relative, not your religion. The door. And that's why people never make distinction in this matter between religion, between religion and other religion. You know, whether the neighbor is Jew or Christian or anybody, if a nearer, you know, in door to me, then they used to you know, give the person. And the neighborhood can go, can go very, very far. You know, people of the Salaf say, Haddul Jewari Arba'unadaran. The boundary of the neighborhood is 40 houses. The 40 houses from each side, that is, beyond 40 houses, they are not your neighbor. But anybody who comes within the 40 houses, they are your neighbor. So, you know, keep taking care of all those things. So, Imam Muhammad Hanbal, Amman Yatbakhu Qidran, Somebody asked, is somebody staying in that house of travelers, wherever all the travelers are there, and there are around 40 people or 30 people in the same place, and this person makes something, who he should start? He should start with himself, and those who depend on, on, on him. And then after whatever he left, it left, he should give to the people who are nearer to him, and then after the who are never nearer to him, and to all the people, as much as possible. In, in Surah Tirmidhi Hadith from Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Asad that he said that he, uh, you know, he slaughtered uh, 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 you know, goat, and then he asked his family, have you given any meat from this one to your a Jew neighbor who was a Jew given three times. The people said no. He said, I, has, I heard the Prophet saying, Ma zala Jibreel yusini biljar hatta dhunantu annahu sayyuwarrithuhu. Jibreel al-Islam you know, kept making will to me about the neighbors until I thought that he was going to make neighbors to inherit the neighbors. So you consider how important the neighborhood in Islam is. And about the guest thing, you know, the right of the guest in Islam is at least, you know, three days. That, you know, Hadith Sahih in Bukhari Muslim, from Abu Shurayh, from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, three days. If anybody comes to your house, at least you must host him for three days. And then, Jaiza for one day or night. One means Jaiza 
when meaning the when after three days he leaves you he asked you also should provide a provision for one day night so he can use it while traveling so three days you host him at home and then one day more you know something more food so he can use but you can see how you know people were really full humility but at the same time the ulama say that when the guests come to you you know it is not that you know you must you know make a burden upon you know whatever you've got you know host them respect him whatever you've got it is not that you know you must make a nice food and better and you know and then you can afford it is not like that people should never make matter you just feed them you know whatever you is easily is, is, whatever available to you easily that what people should do and uh, that was salman al-farsi allah ta'ala said nahana rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam an natakallafa lidhayfi ma laysa indana the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has forbidden us that we make effort to offer for the guest something which we don't have so this and sometimes actually people do too much for showing off and especially among arab people this is a big tradition because you know generosity and hosting people and feeding them this always have been part of the culture you know before even islam so you can see even actually in saudi arabia people have been complaining so many times really sometimes when a guest comes you know it's not just one guest but they slaughter for him whole camel you know he's not going to eat whole camel the most food actually invested but they think it is part of the culture they have to show, you know show the hospitality so that actually again against i i is not that not uh, like people to be miser to be mean and not to spending similarly islam does not like people to spend too much both things have been forbidden in the quran israf is not allowed and similarly it is not allowed for the people to be miser to be mean and not to spend anything uh, you know for uh, for other people al hadith al-sadis 10 an abi hurairah radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu anna rajulan qala an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam awsini qala la taghdab faraddada miraran qala la taghdab this really very important hadith a man kissed to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam awsini advise me give me a will in a proper in advice the prophet sallallahu said to him don't be angry he again said a few time you know awsini advise me the prophet all the same time kept saying don't be angry this really no doubt is one of the important thing really. people must learn how to control the desire and among the desire no doubt desire of eating desire of drinking desire of relation between men and women and also this desire which coming from the anger this really very very dangerous and many people don't learn this thing they get married they don't learn this thing people have friends they don't learn how to control the anger and very quickly you know the problems happen between the friends and friend between the wife and husband because people don't learn how to control the anger and this is one of the important condition islam before marrying before actually marriage people should learn how to control their anger before making any friend learn how to control your anger controlling the anger one of the obligation of islam and when people don't control the anger they commit so many sins jafar ibn muhammad you know is jafar sadiq rahimullah taala one of the people of the of house of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he is one of the imam of shia people Uh, we don't believe in the twelve imams anyway, but he's one. Nevertheless, he's one of the great jurists of Islam and very pious person. Jafar Muhammad, a sadiq, rahmatullah taala. He said, "Al-Ghadab miftah kull shar." Anger is the key of every evil. Evil. When people become angry, they can't do anything. So anger is the key for every single evil. Qidali ilmul mubarak. Aj ijma'lana husna al-khuluq fi kalimatin. People ask Abdullah Mubarak, rahmatullah taala, can you summarize for us? good character in one word just say one word which can summarize all the good character he said tarkul ghadab leaving the anger if you leave the anger you have got the good character good character good manner comes from leaving the anger 
And in one of the, you know, in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim both, for Abu Allah ta'ala anhu, that the Prophet said, لَيْسَ الشَّدِيدُ بِالسُّرَعَاتِ إِنَّمَا الشَّدِيدُ الَّذِي يَمْلِكُ النَّسْنَ عَنْدِ الْغَدَبِ A strong person is not the one who beats other people in fighting. A strong person is the one who can control himself at the time of the anger. Learning how to control your anger, that basically means that you are strong. And there are, in Hadith that has come, there are so many things uh, how to uh, you know, cure your anger. And if people have got you know, this uh, temper or anger, they should come to a scholar and ask him to help him you know, how to control the anger. People can teach you. The people must, in the, whenever people have got you know, anger, they really must make effort to learn how to control the anger. It's a very obligation because you, by being angry, you basically are harming so, you know, not only harming, really, you're hurting so many people. Because people don't understand when you become angry, your face becomes very bad. And then other people have to, to, to face that. You don't see your face, but other people say. You are hurting by face other people. That's why the ulama say, you know, if anybody becomes more angry, you know, buy for them a mirror. So when they become angry, ask them to look in that. And then they will know really what anger means. Anger basically makes the face very bad. So you become angry and everybody has to suffer. So people have to learn how to cure the anger. And some of them have come in hadith. One of the cures is to say to seek refuge, seek refuge to Allah from shaitan. Second thing is, if it does not help, then do udu. Because udu also can help people. Because udu basically like you know, purifying, cleaning yourself, it also can clean from your anger. If it does not help, then leave the place. When you become angry, leave that place. Don't say anything, leave that place. Go somewhere else. Because when you move, then anger also can, can go. And then also remember, you know, all the virtues which have come in the, you know, about, about controlling anger. How much Quran says actually about, you know, people who control the anger. How much reward they get. And also think really, when you become angry, then, you know, humiliation comes to you. Because when you're angry, then you say whatever you like. And then after when anger is gone, then you feel, oh, you've done mistake. Then you come and ask that person to forgive you. This humiliation of forgiving, why it came? Because you did not learn how to control your anger. So this anger can bring, bring humiliation to you. So people have to learn really how to control the anger. Sufyan Thawri Rahmullah Ta'ala and Fudail ibn Ayyad both say, Afdalul A'amal al-hilmu indal ghadab. The best action is to have a hilm at the time of the anger. Hilm means when your wisdom, your mind is so, so strong that you never you can control the anger. So hilm at the time of the anger, it is best action. And to be patient at the time of the greed. So these things basically, they're important. So anyway, so this is one of the important hadiths. And you know, and people, there are so many virtues for that. That people must, and the problem actually is that you know, we teach these things. And then after the people forget. You know, learn this thing that anger is illness. I know if you know an illness, and the doctor tells you that you've got an illness, then you ask him how to cure it. And you follow you know, his prescription and you follow his advice. And then you cure it. Similarly, learn this thing that anger basically is illness. And if you know that you have got a distemper and you have got this illness and people tell you that you become angry very quickly and you can see properly, the way is not to leave it. No, the way is to cure it. Come to the ulama, come to this car and learn from the people how to cure it and how to treat your anger. And inshallah, after, one, after a while, when you have done everything properly, you can see you can control the anger. But controlling the anger and learning how to treat it, it is one of the duty upon the believers. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To help us create more content like this and more, please consider supporting us by donating whatever you can. Please visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and click the donate button. Jazakallahu khairan.